Hello, and welcome to the 15th episode, the season finale of Let's Talk Ringette. I'm your host, Robin Gillespie. All right, well, this is the season one finale of Let's Talk Ringette, and just like the first episode ever produced, I'm sitting here with Bronwyn, our coach development coordinator. Hello! Um, so this podcast has really developed since the first episode. We've cleaned up the editing like we were just talking about off-air. There are way more listeners per episode, and we say um way less. Do we, though? <laughs> We've learned how to cut it out better for that. <laughs> I think that's the winner. Let's talk about our top two favorite episodes. Which were amongst your favorite to listen to, and why? I really like hearing from the athletes. I think that's my favorite thing. I mean, it's what I work with the most, so that kind of makes sense. But I really enjoy hearing from different parts of the province what they like, what they love about Ringette and why they play. Um, I usually don't go back and listen to them once they're published because I've listened to them all the way through at least once while editing them. Um, I do have a few in mind. Um, so one of them, one of my favorite ones to work on was the LGBTQ inclusion episode with Kevin Jesus. Um, just because as a TV news producer, he was obviously very comfortable already in front of the, in front of the microphone. And he just carried a really uh, strong message about little things everyone can do to create a more inviting environment and a better environment for LGBTQ individuals. Simple things like watching your language, using pride tape on your stick. Uh, it just creates sort of a less threatening environment for people that have a harder time fitting in. Even just minor cues for people where it's not it's not overt that you're supportive, yeah. but they know that it's friendly and that probably if you, they came to you, then it would all be okay. Yeah, and it lets people, even if you're not LGBTQ, it's just a more inviting environment. Why would you not want to be in a more positive space, regardless yeah. of how you identify? Kevin's a You Can Play ambassador as well, so we talked about that project and some of the videos of the different that the different sports groups have made in he narrowed it on two points there. Inclusion and acceptance applies to coaches, officials, and volunteers, not just the athletes. And it's and he also narrowed it on the importance of being able to relax and feel welcomed by your teammates. Such a struggle when you are closeted, where you don't feel comfortable enough to share who you are with your teammates or your coaches or your loved ones. And that starts to weigh on you and that starts to become you know, a major problem um, in terms of, you know, you just want to go out there and play. You know, the best athletes out there are the ones that can just focus on the game. Now, imagine if you're thinking, oh my gosh, like, what if so-and-so found out that, you know, I like so-and-so or, you know, do I sound too gay or, you know, do I look, you know, like, these are the, the, the thoughts that kind of go through your mind. Being yourself around your teammates, that is so important. Well, everybody plays better and performs to the best of their own abilities when they feel comfortable. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm probably biased because I was involved in a couple of the episodes. <laughs> yeah. But I loved talking to Scott Edwards and to Lori Eisler. Right. Um, I thought the, they were both great. I thought that Scott's message on being a male coach dealing primarily, almost exclusively with female athletes, was very enlightening and I think really helpful for a lot of our coaches who are male. Uh, and can be really great coaches. Mm -hmm. But I loved talking to Lori Eisler because I could relate to her as a female coaching female sport when it's still fairly male-dominated. Mm -hmm. And I loved hearing about how she managed to balance her life, including having a family, and how she's reached success, but each year is different. And I found that, again, from a coaching and from an athlete perspective, uh, I, just, I love talking to both of them. 
And to remind everyone, Scott Edwards was episode two of the podcast, and Lori was, I believe, episode eight. He was right after Christmas, I think. Yeah. Yeah, sometime early January. I think I have enough info for uh, recording from her to do a whole other podcast. Oh my gosh, it was bit. so much. We sat there for a long time, but it was all good stuff. Like, I felt so bad having to cut it out. Yeah. No, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, chatting with her. Um, I really enjoyed talking to Daisha. Um, she was the nutritionist we had for episode nine. Um, she's a ringette mom, and her whole career is centered around having a balance. Um, she doesn't advocate for wild nutrition plans or diets or anything. She's just all about taking care of what you eat as well as your exercise, and she talked about your mental health a little bit as well and how all those factors affect athletes. Yeah, it's a, I think balance is a really great message because overdoing it in any one area is not going to is actually not going to help you in the long run and trying to do something that's not going to be attainable or if it's something that you can't maintain long term you're just going to go back to what your own habit was exactly and in reality a very small percentage of ringette players are these high performance players who maybe need very specialized diet or specialized training Um, most people it's the healthy things achieving that balance you're going to be fine in ringette and also outside of ringette totally I also really enjoyed um, working on episode 12, which was just talking ring it with the U19Bs. We had three members from the Edmonton Storm come in. Um, we tr- chose this group because um, you mentioned, Bronwyn, that the U19Bs don't get a lot of attention. Um, we spend a lot more time focused on either really little kids or the high-performance kids. Um, you know, big tournaments, big events, but playing U19B is just as valuable, and they talked about, they even talked about wanting a bit more attention. But... The, I don't know if it's Alberta or Edmonton or what, but the league sort of has this irritating habit of forgetting that the B team exists for long periods of time and therefore have not run, have not won a game in a serious amount of time. And so they just totally forget <laughs> that stuff might need to be changed or what's going on here, how are you girls feeling, that kind of thing. Like they just don't notice. I would love to feel a little bit more noticed and have those issues taken care of sooner or better or with more input from the girls. Well, yeah, I mean, I've coached at a lot of um, A and, and AA, and and I always feel like the, the highest levels get the most attention and the most resources, but we forget that these girls who are playing 19B or 16B or 19A, 16A, even, even all of those, they could be doing so many different things with their lives that are not as positive. And yet they choose to continue to play ringette. So whether they are quite happy being at 19B or whether some of them might aspire to play 19A, who knows? But the, the point is, is that of all the things they could be choosing to do, they are still playing ringette. And they are what is keeping our sport going. Their future children will play ringette. They might coach ringette. Uh, but I think it's really... It, I, I did feel that we congratulate and we reward these high-performance athletes when really what we should be rewarding is the effort and the attitude which clearly all of these athletes have because they're still playing this awesome sport. What I found interesting is when I asked about the stigma of playing B, like what's the stigma around playing on a low-ranking team, they also had these ideas or almost stereotypes about an A team, like it worked both ways. Totally. Especially within the B community, there is actually a bit of a stigma against the A players. Like, we hear a lot of trickle-down drama and stuff, Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of people who we, like, maybe played with in novice and then haven't seen since. So, like, 
there is a lot of harshness there that probably isn't actually deserved. So it kind of goes both ways, I feel like. It was just really fun to chat with them because while they're having a good ring out experience, it's totally different from mine, and I think it's a little bit different from yours as well. Yeah. And But at the same time, they like had so many positive things to say. So it's just fun. And the format of that inter- of that session was just this really casual interview conversation. It's something that if we kind of continue with this po- podcast, that I think I want to do that more often because it was just a really good way to get information. Well, and I thought it really got to the the let's talk ringette. Like it yes. was, I mean, every every all the pods that you put together so far yeah. have all related to sport and athletics and have definitely had a ringette twist to them. Mm-hmm. But I just thought that to me that was talking ringette with some people who have played ringette for a long time, and I thought that was really neat. Yeah, I'd love to do that again. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our most listened to episodes. So that was episode six, Ask a Goalie, where Keely Brown was our guest. I just checked last week. I think it had 496 listens or something total. Um, that was great because she's been a role model, not only for myself, but for so many young ringette players, not just goalies, but even as I get older, she's a mom, she's a lawyer, she's a fantastic goalie and a coach. And a multi-sport, um, an international multi-sport. Yes. Yes, you did, I think. <laughs> she had so much to share, um, but one clip jumped out at me about how being a goalie has prepared her in life for so much outside of sport. I think, honestly, being a goalie sets you up so well for pretty much anything else in life. Is it like It's fair to mention I'm a lawyer. I work for the Edmonton Oilers, and I've been there for 12 years, and I was the very first lawyer in-house that they ever had. And the stress of being a lawyer and drafting those big deals, I don't do the player deals, so <laughs> I do more of the background, the corporate deals, but that stress compared to being a goalie on the national team and having our game watched live across Canada, the stress of real life is nowhere near the stress, but also the enjoyment of playing in a sport. I think this episode has a lot of listens because she's the best goalie to have ever played the game. Um, and lots of athletes wear her equipment, which she talked about, you know, or they've been taught by her, or they instruct with her, and she's just really done a lot for the ring well, and, and she started out in Ontario and then came to Alberta, so I think there's yeah, possibly some reach over there, too. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. The other most popular episode uh, was actually our third episode, which set the bar really high for the rest <laughs> of the year. Um, it was titled, Why Do You Play Ringette? Yeah. Where we interviewed about... 20 different girls and young women about why they play ringette, what sets ringette apart from other activities and sports, and I am just fascinated by this question, why do you play ringette, because we do not do this for the money. Um, <laughs> what? I know. <laughs> Weird. Um, the editing and sound quality leaves something to be desired, but the whole thing just gives me this warm, fuzzy feeling inside when I was working on it. I was just so struck by how everyone said, every single person said, Playing with my friends and teammates and being on a team is their primary reason for playing. Yeah. Like even if they talked about how they like being competitive, being active, skating, speed, even if they talked about other things, they always also talked about being on a team. Yeah, and I think that I don't know enough about. I mean, obviously we fit right into that category of being competitive and you know enjoying the team environment. But there's there's got to be something about that that I also want coaches to understand that because I think that. When coaches understand why their athletes play, it helps them relate to them and it helps them find ways to keep them engaged because they're allowing them to focus on what they love about it. And we talk about it all the time, and yeah, you're competitive, winning is part of being competitive, but only one team gets to ever win it all. 
Mm -hmm. So you have to change how you look at it, and you have to find a way for your athletes to enjoy themselves, whether the win is on the scoreboard or just in terms of they've accomplished what they set out to do. And as a coach, to hear that winning is really very rarely on the top ten list for why athletes play, yeah, it's a bonus. Yeah, they, it's not like they're like, I actually really love losing. You're <laughs> no one, no one that said either. that. No. You're not going to hear that. But the fact that that's just winning isn't one of the top ten reasons they play. So you have to look at how you coach and how you deal with those athletes and focus on something other than winning. Well, I'm hearing all that was really neat from like a, a Ring of Alberta staff perspective because, you know, we've started to work or I've started to work more closely on like policies or programs and that kind of thing. And I asked every athlete I interviewed after that what their favorite thing about Ring was. And I interviewed eight-year-olds and then I interviewed athletes older than myself. And they all said getting to hang out with their teammates. So clearly we need to keep doing whatever we're doing to, yeah. you know, and not change that atmosphere. Um Parents even said they like the sport because it encourages teamwork, and it's a relatively small community, so you always feel included somewhere. So the two of us have only worked at Ring Out Alberta for just under a year, which is slightly more than the podcast has been around. <laughs> yeah. um, but what is something you've enjoyed working on that's not the podcast? Oh, well, I love making videos. This is, I've always sort of had a creative side to me, but never, never always, didn't always know where I would apply that. And... So I really wanted to make some videos to help coaches and spectators as well because knowing that a lot of people didn't grow up playing ringette or watching ringette, uh, so they don't always know the rules. So when you get you know, a grandparent who really wants to support their grandchild, which is awesome, mm -hmm. they're watching this game and they're thinking, why are they offside all the time? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. Why is she standing on that line and not moving anywhere? Right. Well, so I tried to use some game footage and um, and just some dialogue to try and explain that from the very basics to getting up there. And um, Robin, you helped me a bunch on some of these, these videos where we're doing some drills with some athletes, uh, some games, or just some explaining some of the tactics. Uh, and we definitely hope to do more of those as the summer progresses now that we've got a little bit of time and there's more ice available. That's true. Yeah, I think I, I love working with the athletes, and I love trying to help the coaches improve uh, and expand on their knowledge. I think we're really lucky we're finally coming into this, what I call second-generation ringette player, mm -hmm. where ringette has been around enough that there's really a strong contingent that are now having kids who are starting to play. Right. And that makes a big difference when you have a ringette mom coaching a ringette daughter, mm -hmm. and I think that'll really help with the development of the grassroots level. Well, yeah, in some cases, just off the top of my head, we have Alexis Snowden, Carly Ross, and Keely Brown all have kids now in Ringette, and they're all helping, and it's like, Todd, who else? Megan Todd. Um, Heather Kinneberg, former Greg, yeah. played for a long time. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch, and I mean, there are definitely some older older girls, too, whose yeah. parents played, but it's really starting to show now. Yeah. Like, who who else would you want to have coaching other than yeah. the best players <laughs> that we know? <laughs> yeah. How about you? What have, you what have I enjoyed working on other than the pod? I really liked in the fall I started the athlete advisory committee and that just felt so important to be able to give a formal spot to the athletes, give their not even just opinions, but their their view on like different policies, different programs we're thinking about getting into um, Well to have a say over what they're playing. Yeah, ex in. exactly. And it's to have someone most of our office right now either is playing or has played Ringette or has a kid in Ringette, but and we've had totally different experiences 
Right, so it was nice that athlete committee has a good range of both age, play, you know, double A experience, coaching experience, um, A and B level experience. Um, all over the province. Uh, yeah, all yeah. over the province, like a good north south split. So that I just think gives yeah a good voice to everybody. And my goal in the next little bit is to kind of get more information out there to be like, hey, this exists. Would you like to participate in it? Even if there was some way for if athletes not on the committee see something that they think needs attention now, to be able to get it to the committee and then to, to bring it over to board. Because um, that just seems so important. Like, if, like we said, we don't do this for fun or just for ourselves. Like, we're doing it for the... We do what we do and make all the decisions, hopefully, in the best interest of athletes. Right. So if we don't hear from the athletes, then we don't... We, we do what... We use our best judgment. But mm-hmm. we want to hear from everyone. Yeah. And you're never going to please everybody. That's maybe something else I've learned and I kind of knew, but really know now. You can know stuff, but you really know it. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, one of the things that I've found, too, is that there actually is a lot of information out there. I mean, maybe a lot of exaggeration, but there's more than a lot of people think. Mm -hmm. And so trying to make sure that people know about it. So if you're after the advisory council, mm-hmm. well, now these athletes know, hey, I can go here and I can check this, or if something seems weird, I'm going to take some ownership over over what I'm doing. Yeah. And for me, it's a bit of the same turn around at some resources for coaches and help about that, but a lot of them don't even know what's out there. So trying to work on better communication with the coaching as well. Yeah. I think one of the things that uh, maybe surprised me was just how different things are done, how differently things are done in different parts of the province. Mm, yeah. And another one of those things, like, obviously. Yeah. Like, you know that, but then you really see it. Mm-hmm. You sort of realizing that the difference is, even if, again, this is my first sort of season, my first season working at Ring at Alberta. Mm-hmm. So I saw all the stages of the season. And so I feel that, um, you know, if I'm continuing into next year, that I'll have a better handle on predicting and preventing minor, you know, snags in right. things, but really I think it's it's about the communication and it's about, uh, yeah, I'm really trying to improve that communication, mm-hmm. and I think I just learned the thing that I live for is staying a small in the athlete space. Yeah. I know how cheesy that sounds, but really for me that's, that's why I do any of it, whether it's mm-hmm. coaching, whether it's working with coaches, working with athletes, I want to see the kid who enjoys being on the Maybe some of that comes from the fact that we were just at that challenge this weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're so cute. Seeing all the costumes and all the smiles and all these kids making friends with people from different associations. You know, whether they play 14C or 14AA and they're all hanging out and they're like, hey, we're just a whole bunch of people who love Rainette and not just. So this is the season finale. As I said, we don't know what the podcast is going to look like down the road or um, we are going to take a bit of a break to kind of you know, catch up on other things and take a breather after a wild March and April. Um, um, we are totally open to feedback, so please send us an email or message us on social media. Um, I handle all the social media, like I said. Um, you can send the emails to robin at ringettalberta.com to give a suggestion for a format or a topic or something you want more or less of. Um, what do you want to see in an ideal Hopefully they're not like, he's like less Robin. If it's less me, mm, <laughs> yeah, you're fortunate. It's going to be a tough one. So yeah. I... Yeah, I, I have a couple things that I'm hoping we can I can get you onto for the pod next year. Um, yeah, it's been it's been really cool. I wasn't sure what the reception would be like for a podcast, and it's been 
like I didn't expect anything negative, but cool. I was, but I've been very surprised at how far reaching it is. Like I got a message from someone in Ontario about how they have been really enjoying it with a suggestion for a topic and Yeah. I was I was quite surprised that it reached sort of that far. I figured, you know, we're Yeah, well I did a search in I think I use Ditcher on my phone for for podcasts. Mm-hmm. And this is the only one where Ringette came up as a as a word like yeah. in, in the search. So hey, trailblazers. So help us get better. Yeah. <laughs> we want to do even more and, and reach even more people. So help exactly. us come up with some good ideas. Share it with your friends. Be like, yeah. hey, you know that ringette thing I'm talking about all the time? Check it out. Exactly. Well, thank you for potting with me today, Brana. This has been yeah, fantastic. It is now. I enjoyed potting with you. <laughs> there we go. Fantastic. Bye. Bye. Let's Talk Ring It is produced by Ring It Alberta and created using Anchor.fm. I'm your host and producer, Robin Gillespie. Thanks again to Bronwyn Harvey for chatting with me today. The Let's Talk Ring It crew, aka me, is off for a bit of a break to come up with new materials, reallocate some resources, and enjoy the off-season. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or something you want to hear more or less of, please send me an email to robin at ringettalberta.com. Thanks for listening over the past few months. If you want to keep listening while we are away, you can always head over to anchor.fm or wherever you get podcasts to listen to past episodes. Until next time, see you around the ranks.